on today's show, we talk about changes coming to AMP, Bing Ads, Facebook, and possible discrimination, YouTube channel monetization, and how to name your super sweet influencer company, and so much more. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. I'm Greg Finn. I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on September 21st, 2018. Remember, you can catch us live here without our net on YouTube every Friday at 9.30 a.m. Or you can consume us on your favorite podcasting player. Any time of the day. Not 9.30. or well, 9.32. Follow along with us. Head over to marketingoclock.com for the show notes and links to all the articles we're going to talk about today. First up in today's digital marketing news, Google is revamping <laughs> the AMP format. And in an article from The Verge, Google has this has launched in, in uh, the AMP project is going to be under a new governance model. And one of the things that we've seen <laughs> as just marketers and webmasters is that AMP has always really been a very googly structure. And Google is having a governance model that has folks from Automatic, a whole, whole bunch of other companies that are not Google-specific to help govern AMP, which should help to, again, lift it up a little bit more and to hopefully take away some of that stigma that this is, you know, when you're using AMP, you're oh, just promoting yet another Google product here. Yeah. And along with this, AMP is being amplified <laughs> as Bing has introduced an AMP viewer and an AMP cache. And so all of you mobile Bing users. <laughs> hey, you, the three of you. Yes. You may see uh, AMP web pages right from Bing's mobile search. And they have the same AMP lightning bolt on there. So you'll see it in a carousel right now is the way that it's displayed. And again, all of you... Bing mobile users can <laughs> can get amped up about it. That was going to be my joke, get amped up. I feel like we say that every time we talk about amp, but it's yeah. important. It's a good pun. Yes. All right. Speaking of Bing, machine learning is your friend, and Bing has more of it for you. They are launching some new cool reports and insights that are driven by machine learning. Again, check the show notes on this one because there's a lot more detail and some cool visuals as well. But some new reports they are launching. There's a competition report. You can look at information on how you stack up against your competitors and how you can improve. They'll have recommendations as well. And it sounds like, oh, yeah, you know, you should raise your bids. You should raise your budgets. That's it seems like, you know some basic things, but they promised more than that. They said they'll give you information on things like impression share and how bid adjustments could help you. Again, all based on what your competitors are doing and how they're doing it well, should say. And these reports are segmented by time, device, and the individual competitor. So if there's someone you really don't care about beating out, but someone that you do, you can, you can segment your reports that way and see what to do. They're also offering performance insights, which are kind of like anomaly alerts on your own account. So if there's a major change in, in um, performance and something looks kind of off, Bing is going to dig in not only to why that happened, but if it was bad, how you can fix it potentially. So really cool stuff. They're also going to be offering a lot of better location targeting recommendations based again on what similar advertisers are doing. So cool stuff. 
look at the article, get more details. Lots coming on the Bing side. Fantastic. And next up this week is an article titled, Facebook is letting job advertisers target only men from ProPublica. And a ProPublica review of Facebook ads found that many ads purchased by Drive with Uber, there were 91 ads, only three were didn't target a certain sex, and one was targeted towards women. So not a great <laughs> ratio of male to female targeting on that. Almost seems like that female one could have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoops. Just kidding, Uber, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but... This has happened before, not necessarily more on the age side, where Facebook's seen some backlash on the job targeting. And it, 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 back in December of 2017, Facebook had responded to a different report from ProPublica, and what they had said was that U.S. law forbids discrimination in employment based on age, race, gender, and other legally protected characteristics. That said, simply showing certain job ads to different age groups on services like Facebook or Google may not in itself be discriminatory. Just as it's okay to run employment ads in magazines and on TV shows targeted at younger or older people. What matters is that marketing is a broadly based and inclusive that it is not simply focused on a particular age group. In addition, certain employers may want to attract retirees or recruit for jobs with specific age restrictions like military or airline pilots. So they've addressed this in the past and again, the headline was a little bit sensational because <laughs> no. you, there were examples as well. And ProPublica has this tool that you can download onto Chrome and see why you're viewing a certain ad, it's being, why it's being served to you. And there were some examples there of LPN ads or, or you know, nursing mm-hmm. ads targeted towards women. We've had employers in the past want to increase bids for targeting women across the Google Display Network, again, in the kind of a, a nursing and healthcare-related field, and it, it's worked. So it is something to take a look at. And the other thing is just because you get an ad served to you because you are a man or woman doesn't mean that there's not one on the other side either. True. And the title of this is <laughs> Facebook is letting job advertisers target only men, but the very last paragraph of this is why we just can't have nice things. <laughs> it says, used responsibly, or sorry, it says, in some instances, companies appear to be targeting job ads by sex in order to diversify their workforce or address disparities. Oh. ProPublica's database, for instance, found ads by T-Mobile and Boeing promoting engineering careers to women. So you're going to hear some sensational things. We may see this targeting be taken away here or there, but... Again, you can be used for good as well to help promote diversity. Wow. Way to not go with the hot take on that and actually read the article and do it some justice. Good neutral reporting, Greg Finn. Thanks. You're welcome. This ad has been served to both men and women on YouTube. Yes. Hopefully you're both watching. (laughs) All right. Next up, Amazon is now the third largest digital ad platform in the U.S., I don't know if this is surprising anyone. It kind of surprises me. It makes me feel a little sad for Bing because they're doing all those cool things we just talked about. But they have AMP. They do now. (laughs) They're getting amped up. Anyway, you know, maybe this will change next year. But for now, Google and Facebook are still the top two, respectively. But Amazon is growing faster than experts had predicted. And uh, they've also noted that while Amazon is growing, Google and Facebook are, you know, 
we'll never know until the numbers come in at the end of the year, but they are supposedly going to be decreasing year over year compared to their ad revenue in 2017. So very interesting stuff. What does this mean for you? If you're not advertising yet on Amazon, you probably should be. Um, your competitors probably already are. So they're growing. No reason not to be a part of it if it makes sense for you as an advertiser. Great. So if you're not on Amazon advertising now, it may be a prime source for growth. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to our lightning round. First up this week, Cura is introduced broad targeting and they've now hit 300 million monthly users. This number of 300 million is up from 200 million last year at this time. And it's broad 100 million. Yeah, that's quite the increase. <laughs> and broad targeting is set at the ad, ad set level and it puts Cura's algorithms in control of identifying which audiences to target rather than relying on contextual or audience signals set by advertisers. My first reaction to that is but test it out and see if it can work for you. And again, as long as you've got a limited budget to test with, you may find that this really does work. Yeah, nothing like relinquishing control and trusting the machine, right? Facebook's dynamic ads collection and collection ads, excuse me, are getting a pre-holiday touch-up. If you're using any of these, you may have already seen that there are some existing overlays for dynamic ads. Facebook has announced that they are expanding the capabilities of those advertisers can now create custom overlays. They cited an example of how to boost your Black Friday stuff. Um, you can post you know, promotions, discounts, things like that using the overlay. So cool stuff. They're also offering holiday templates, holiday-specific templates, I should say, to the video creation kit, as well as automatic personalization of collection ads. So more on trusting the machine there. But check it out. There's a lot more that they're doing as well. So check out the article in the show notes. Yeah, and the design of it is really nice. Like It actually looks good and looks like you might have hired a designer yourself. So if you're on the <laughs> S side of SMBs, you know, this may be for you. Next up, Twitter will allow you to not just have best of tweets, but to have chronological feed. So that's coming back. It's like and the olden days. Yes, you can <laughs> see what just happened. And you can turn off the show the best tweets first option. And when that's off, you'll see people you'll see tweets only from people that you follow and in that reverse chronological order. And before you'd see in case you missed it and recommended tweets. And sometimes you see recommended tweets from people you don't follow if you had that setting turned on, but hooray, hooray, we'll actually see timely tweets and we'll have that option back again. That's nuts. On the social side of things, moving forward, the Instagram, the Instagram, could be removing hashtags from captions. We're not sure yet what people have seen looks to be kind of a test because not everybody has this. But when you are making a post, some folks have seen there is the caption section and you could, I guess, put hashtags in there if you wanted because it's text. But there's an additional hashtag section just below. And what they have reported so far is that there doesn't seem to be a limit on the hashtags either. So you could still go hashtag wild. But... Theoretically, this would keep things a little cleaner visually and still let you take advantage of the hashtags while not cluttering your caption. So remains to be seen. I don't think Instagram yet has made a statement on this, but keep an eye out. We'll report on anything official. Great. Hashtag awesome. Hashtag the Instagram. <laughs> hashtag blessed. Uh, all right. And next up, Google admits that it is now using very limited personalization in the search results. If you do remember, there was a big push for personalized search results back about nine years ago, and that has gone away quite a bit. In an article, the head of ranking at Google said, a query 
that a user comes with usually has so much context that the opportunity for personalization is just very limited. So we used to see, hey, we've got our Google Plus friends showing up and like I've got these really personalized results. There's not a need for that anymore. And one nice thing for Google is that really kind of removes some of that critique that we've seen with Facebook and Twitter advertising and some of those issues that we had talked about before mm. earlier in the show. Full so circle. again, less personalization in Google now. All right. And you might remember a while back we reported on channel memberships on YouTube that were becoming available. I think it was back in June or July a while ago. We did talk about it, though, I promise, that they were offering this to channels with 100,000 plus subscribers. They're dialing this back a little bit. So they're making the number now 50,000 uh, subscribers to your channel. So if you have 50,000 and you want to monetize, you can now with the channel membership feature. So go count your followers. All right, and last up, Pinterest opens the API to give brands more insights on influencer campaigns. And apparently, if you are an influencer company, you have to have a super sweet name. <laughs> so the eight companies that are opened up to are Open Influence, Hyper, H-Y-P-R, Clear with a K, Aspire IQ, Maverick without vowels, Isaiah, <laughs> Influence.co, and Obvious.ly, which is obviously... Obviously. Wow. And it wasn't obvious to so me. So they'll be able to see views, close-ups, click-throughs live using that API if you are using an influencer campaign on Pinterest. That is cool with a U. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that brings us to our must-read marketing article of the week, an article too in-depth for us to cover here fully. And today's article comes from the AIM Clear group, and it is uh, from Marty, Marty Weintraub. Oh, Marty. The Great, great Marty Weintraub. And he has an article called Use Low CPC Geektail Keywords for Psychographic Content Marketing. And that is quite the Marty title on there. And I think that the thing that really stuck out to me is that this is just looks at things outside the box. And what he is using here is Google Ads Keyword Planner and trying to find opportunities for terms that have good volume but don't have any competition. And I think there is a little issue you could have here where there might not be ads for everything, but mm. it's a good look to say, hey, paid search doesn't have to be too pricey for you. You can always find a way, and he's got a bunch of really good examples on here as to how you can get in front of an audience and use a lack of competition to do it on the cheap. So check that out in our show notes today. It is a great read from the great Aim Clear. And that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch all the content on marketingclock.com or in the descriptions below. And please make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. That See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered.